Hello, this is Pastor Martin Macedo from Fellow Helpers Ministries, introducing you today to our new podcast program from the Pastor's Study. This podcast is designed to share with you biblical lessons from the battlefield of life from a retired pastor of 45 years who was saved after serving as a staff sergeant in the November Company of the 75th Airborne Rangers in Vietnam. And yes, that is me. Agent Orange, which was used to kill foliage in Vietnam, has caused serious issues with my heart, and I had to retire from full-time pastoral ministry in 2015. Since then, I've continued to serve the Lord as an interim pastor when needed. My wife of 50 years and I have also had the joy of helping churches stay up the hands of their pastor and his family, Exodus 17:12, through speaking and counseling in various churches. I experienced a major heart incident in March of 2020, which caused my ICD defibrillator to fire. Without this device in my chest, I would not be sharing this program today. Following that incident, I spent nine days in the hospital alone due to COVID-19. During that time, I asked the Lord over and over again why he lengthened my days, a very humbling thought. My brother-in-law, Mark, a number of years ago, said, Marty, your message needs to be on the radio. My wife, Pam, and a young man, Andrew, recently have both encouraged me to start a podcast and share what I've learned over 45 years of Bible study and preaching. Through their prayers and help, along with the support of Victory Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida, and Freedom Baptist Church in Greenville, South Carolina, I'm able to bring you this podcast, hopefully to be followed by many more. So where is a good place to start when you're starting a podcast? Well, I believe it's by giving you my testimony that clearly illustrates the biblical truth of 2 Corinthians 5.17. It reads, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. My story is a man who was living his life and came to Christ and now is living a life for Christ. I was born in 1949 after my father returned from serving overseas in World War II. Yes, I'm a baby boomer, as they say. My father was Catholic and my mother was Methodist, and that was a no-no back in that day. As a result, we three boys grew up with very little religious experience. I can count on one hand the number of times we attended a Methodist church, and my only exposure to Catholicism was attending funerals. Growing up with no religious experience during the 60s brought me to my conclusion regarding God. God was in your head. You blame your good on God, your bad on the devil, and live life as you wish. When you die, you turn to dust. Anyone can see that. However, I was drafted in 1969 during the Vietnam War. I was not happy with uh, giving up my great job as a map maker and aerial photographer, and I also was not happy to be taken away from my 38 Chevy five-window coupe, my 55 Chevy, nor my 64 Chevy Impala convertible, which if I had today, I'd have no need in retirement. Once in the service, I came to the conclusion that the more training I took, the lower my chances of going to Vietnam would be. After all, the the war was going to end soon. Basic training was at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Advanced infantry training was at Fort Polk, Louisiana, followed by non-commissioned officer school at Fort Benning, Georgia, and airborne school at Fort Benning, Georgia. 
I actually graduated from non-commissioned officer school at 20 years old as a Staff Sergeant E6. That was followed by three months as a drill instructor in Fort Lewis, Washington. Following that year of training, I was ordered to Vietnam, where I was assigned to serve with the 173rd Airborne, stationed at Landing Zone English in Quignon. I later I trained troops to go to the field, but never left the rear myself. I was, as they say, as snug as a bug in a rug, and hated it for various reasons. After six months, I volunteered for November Company of the 75th Rangers, attached to the 173rd, and moved up to Ranger Hill. There we ran LERP missions, long-range reconnaissance patrols, comprised of five or six men, out for usually four days. We served as the eyes and ears of the Army. Our reconnaissance would help determine further confrontations. I loved it. It was hide-and-seek in the jungle, much better than being in the rear at LZ English. For the first time, I felt I was actually contributing to the war. I was pretty self-sufficient and self-confident by this time of my life, as you can well imagine. God was not a part of my life. However, all that changed on October 26, 1970, while on alert mission in the Tiger Mountains. After two days of contact with the enemy, we were ready to get back to base, but our helicopter never came for an extraction. We decided to head down a trail into a village and hitch a ride on a truck up Highway 1. It was on this trail where we set off a booby trap that got my attention and began to open the door to my heart. I was second man on the patrol. The first man, another staff sergeant, later told me he saw the branch but was not thinking and kicked it out of the way. The explosion was an amazing ball of bright orange, followed by a deafening sound, and the impact sent us into the air and eventually landed flat on our backs. Those not injured began firing at the unseen enemy. In the midst of all this chaos, all I could think was that it's all over. Marty Macedo is going to die. But I had no peace that Marty Macedo was going to cease to exist. No peace at all. I remember thinking, there is more ahead beyond this life, and I'm not ready for it. It was very unsettling. While this was happening to me, my wife, that I eloped with three months before leaving for Vietnam, good Catholic girl, was working as an x-ray tech at a small hospital, a small hospital in Mentor, Ohio. Pam had scheduled a patient for an exam that required the doctor to inject her with a dye, but the doctor didn't come in. When she called him, he requested that the patient wait and he would come. It took him over two hours. Thankfully, the patient, Georgiana, saw this as an opportunity and befriended Pam during the wait. She also had a strong Catholic background, but had come to Christ and was living for him as a true Christian. She began inviting Pam to her home to meet her faithful husband and three cheerful children. For the first time, Pam witnessed the family like the one she wished to have someday. And reflecting back, we never remember Lloyd and Georgiana inviting us to their church, but they sure invited us into their lives. While I did not die in Vietnam and did not get saved either, I had no idea of the need nor how at that point. But my heart was opening to the thought of God. In the emergency room of the hospital prior to my surgery, I was more nervous than when the booby trap went off. I remember a saying my unsaved mother used to say, quote, God will take care of you. I was beginning to believe there must be a God but I sure knew little or nothing about him. 
After two surgeries in Vietnam and a month of rehab in Japan, I was sent home just in time for our first anniversary in December. We settled into life together, as we say, back in the world, and started our family. During this time, I met Lloyd and Georgiana and understood why Pam was attracted to their family. With our Catholic backgrounds, we began to look for a church to have our expectant baby baptized. We asked Lloyd and Georgiana if we could attend theirs, and they agreed to meet us. So Pam, with her best outfit, that is for a night out, and me in what I called my zoot suit and long hair, went to Bible Community Church in North Mentor and heard Pastor John Ashbrook preach. The Bible was preached in a way we never could have imagined. It was real truth and applied to us today. Pam, after a few months of our sporadic attendance, was saved in the living room of our apartment while reading the prophetic book 666 by Salem Kirvin. I was saved six weeks later after returning from having dinner at our Sunday school teacher's home. The personal relationship my wife had with Jesus Christ after confessing her sins and receiving forgiveness through him convicted me and gave me a desire for the same. Interesting, Mar Marcy was born October 26, 1971, one year to the day after my booby trap experience. Also interesting, it was my wife and I who were baptized and not her. She wasn't baptized till she was saved much older. We sold out all our that we had worked so hard for because the things of earth grew strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. We were also troubled with the fact that it took us so long to hear this message and, and have this offer, the gift of salvation, and we thought, people need to be telling others about this. And then we thought, we need to be those people. So we sold everything out, including <clears throat> my 38 Chevy five-window coupe, and headed to Appalachian Bible College in Beckley, West Virginia, where I graduated in 1976 and then entered into full-time pastoral ministry. One of the things that impressed me was that verse, if any man be in Christ, he is what? He is a new creature. Old things are passed away, be it all things are become new. But another passage that really impressed us because we grew up in a day and age where people weren't really sure if they could be saved or not, where you kind of had that idea of weighing your good uh, over your bad, and if your good outweighs your bad, you get to heaven, or doing this deed or that deed would somehow win you favor, or belonging to this church or that church would help. Well, that was also confusing to us. But we came to understand when we got serious about searching that God so loved the world, John 3.16, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Salvation was a gift. And it was a gift that we could receive, and by receiving it, we could know that we have eternal life. 1 John chapter 5, in verses 11-13 say, And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son of God hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. My booby trap experience not only helped me come to know that truth and become a Christian, but it's had impact on my life, and also it's helped me 
have others come to know him and have impact on their life over 45 years of ministry. It is exciting to know that God has lengthened my days. And it is exciting to know that I'm still able to be used to the Lord and hopefully having an impact in your life too to your future podcast from the pastor's study. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to the days ahead. This is again, Pastor Martin Macedo of Fellow Helpers Ministries. If you'd like to contact me, please feel free to send me an email. My email address is masitofhm at gmail.com. That's M-A-S-I-T-T-O-F-H-M at gmail.com.